Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's Football Friday here in Sin City. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking it down with you for the next hour here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Welcome to Wager Talk. Welcome Zumo viewers on Channel 719. Welcome to all of you listening on your favorite podcast forum. This is your Sports Central for Betters. Let's get right into it. Ralph, last night we saw Aaron Rodgers do something he hadn't done in 200 plus pass attempts. Throw an interception. And when did he throw it? Right at the end of the game. Rogers sucks, clearly, right? Uh, I mean, four incompletes on the first try uh, from inside the what, inside the five-yard line. And then a pick on the second try. Green Bay finishes three of seven in the red zone. Eagles scored a touchdown every red zone chance they had. Philly gets the win and cover. And Aaron Rodgers sticks, right? Well, you know, Green Bay had... A 31 to 24 first down edge. Green Bay had 491 yards. Minus two turnovers gave Philly an opportunity, but we certainly saw the lack of rush game for the Packers cause him to have to throw the ball. Aaron Jones, 13 carries, 21 yards. When Rodgers is your leading ball carrier, he carried the ball five times for 46 yards. You know you're in trouble. Again, it's a situation where they couldn't run the ball, be it they're not a good rush team anyway, be it Philadelphia's front front seven. But anytime you have to pass down there, the passing lanes are different. The defenders are bunched in, and we saw what occurred. Yeah, but this is Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback in the history. of the, And he's not, by the way. He's not even the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes is. But Aaron Rodgers in the red zone, betters expect him to put the ball in the end zone in that spot. Do we blame Rodgers for bad throws? Do we blame the Packers play calling for not even trying to run the football in the red zone? Do we give credit to a defense that got gashed early but played much better in the second half? Where do we, is this a pointing fingers and blame, or is this a, hey, they played really good? You know, uh, that's one of the biggest problems many betters seem to have is, uh, you know, when a game is over, re-handicapping that game without bias. You talked about all the yardage edges that Green Bay had last night, and they did. They moved the ball up and down the field. Philly didn't force a punt uh, in the first half of that game. And in the second half, the Packers were able to move the ball just as well as the first half into the red zone, but they got shut down uh, close to the goal line. Again, is this are we talking Philly good or are we talking Green Bay bad? How do we adjust off of last night's results? Well, Teddy, we talked about it yesterday. First-year head coaches on a short week, less time to prep. Hey, Matt LaFleur's not been in that situation. You know, you're putting a new coaching staff in a new situation, and they didn't come through. To me, it's that. It's lack of a run game, a new coaching staff, a short week, a good defense. It's all together. You know, no, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault, but, you know, it's just a combination of things, and we have to see how they react and how they, uh, if they become a better team because of it. 
So when we do bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books to open the show, we usually focus on size and totals, but we have single event games uh, like there was last night. We want to talk at least a little bit uh, about the prop betting action and prop bettors. Let's see. Aaron Rodgers went over. <laughs> uh, he went over touchdowns. He went over yardage. He went over completions. Uh, we saw uh, Devontae Adams go over his total in the very first quarter uh, of the ball game. Philly ran the ball effectively. We saw Eagles receivers uh, do pretty well. Prop bettors with overs last night. I mean, did pretty well overall, even though Wentz didn't go over with his passing yardage total. Yeah, again, you know, you're looking at Philadelphia and you have Howard with 87 yards rushing and Sanders with 72 yards rushing. You know, that final drive when they started at their one yard line and were able to run, what, five or six straight times to get out to the 30 yard line. That just shows you. I mean, you never want to have to throw the ball in the NFL. If you have the ability to rush the ball and do it well, that's the first option for every team. I don't care who you are. So, you know, went stayed under because of the rush attack with Sanders and Howard. So I did the in-game live show uh, last night here on the Sports Grid Network. And in-game, the best price you could have found on the Eagle, the best price that I saw, Philly plus 10 and a half. In a game they won straight up. The highest total that I saw was 75 and a half. Let's talk about some live betting concepts here. Because when I was doing the show, they were like, oh, we want to bet this over 70 and a half, right? Oh, over 72 and a half. Look, they keep scoring. 75 and a half. Yeah, let's keep betting over. If you're not getting the best of the number, in-game or pre-game, it'll hurt you. Last night's game was a shootout, and it never sniffed over 75 and a half. What do you say in terms of basic in-game advice for people, whether they won or lost last night? Um, what, what would you give them, Ralph? Well, you know, I, I think I think the totals. I, I look to. I rarely play an in-game total over if the teams have scored because you're going to have adjustments. I have no problem with a no-scoring first quarter betting over, but I tend to look at the unders because you have halftime adjustments. And the Eagles, it's the perfect situation. You know, if you liked Philadelphia and Green Bay goes down, scores a touchdown, gets a field goal, it's 10 nothing. That's what we always talk about in, in college football as well. If you have a big favorite, didn't want to use that team, or if there's a dog you like that's a short dog and they get behind early, jump on that live betting. It's a great way to boost your uh, boost your profit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I had Philly for the game last night, and then I saw him plus 10.5 after that open. I'm like, I don't want any more Philly right now. I didn't feel good about the start. Felt much better about the finish. Tough beat last night in college football, no doubt. Navy dominated that game early on. Anyone that had a Navy ticket in their pocket was feeling really good. The second half, all Memphis, and the Tigers score one last touchdown to win by 12, sends the game over the total, and cashes the ticket for Memphis backers at minus 11. Yeah, and you look at you look at the first half. 292 to a 98-yard edge for Navy. Second half, Memphis, 203 yards. 81 for Navy. Memphis wins the halftime adjustment war and covers. Absolutely. And that, again, that last touchdown made all the difference for side, made all the difference for total. We hope to make all the difference for you this weekend. Stay tuned. Wager Talk continues. Are you ready 
for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Welcome back to Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking everything down for you on a football Friday. Right here we like to do line movers. Where's the money going and why is it going that direction? Do you want to get your bet down now? Do you want to wait until right before kickoff? Let's get into it. And the first one I'm bringing up here, Ralph, in line movers is a line that didn't move. I want to know why. Tom Brady limited in practice. Limited Wednesday, limited Thursday. His quote, I'm no spring chicken anymore. The markets, they don't care. They think Brady's fine. No big deal. Do you think there's any impact, short-term or long-term, with Tom Brady being limited in in practice moving forward as his aging 42-year-old body tries to get healthy? 
I don't. I mean, you know, he was sacked once against the Jets. I'm surprised he was sacked, you know, twice against Miami. But, uh, you know, it's going to take a lot to move this game off seven. Uh, money both sides. You've got an undefeated home dog and you you got a defensive battle. I just think it's this. They know they're playing a tough defense. They're giving them the extra rest. If anyone deserves time off and not having to practice, it's Tom Brady. So I don't make anything of it. No news is good news for Tom Brady in that regard. So for Friday Night Football, TV matchup tonight, Duke, Virginia Tech, and we've seen Blue Devils money come, the Hokies, down to minus two and a half at most locations. You can still find some threes out there, but the broader market has moved towards Duke. Agree or disagree, why are we seeing all this Duke money? Well, you and I talked about this a couple days ago when the money was going towards Virginia Tech. We didn't understand it. VT has not proven themselves to anyone. Duke's been the better team, and Duke's been the better defense. You look at, at the sacks they have compared to Virginia Tech, you know, I think Duke's the better team. I think it's the right move. Yeah. Bud Foster may have wished he was retired prior to this season as opposed to after this season. The Virginia Tech legendary defense coordinator. coordinator. Ohio State, the line blew through minus 17, even 17 and a half at some spots at Nebraska. Now it seems to have stopped. It was still rising. We've seen here on Friday, finally, the market saying, all right, Ohio State's high enough. What do you think happens between this uh, with this line before kickoff? Are the Buckeyes going to still take more money in Lincoln, or are we going to see some buyback on the Cornhuskers? Well, it's always interesting in this kind of game because game day being there. So more, more public people are, are going to watch this game. They're going to see game day in the morning in Lincoln, and they're going to see this excited Nebraska team and talk about it. So I actually think, despite Ohio State being perhaps one of these rare teams that's going to be able to just crush off a streak no matter what the line is, I think this line may actually come back down because of game day. Yeah, I'm with you on that conceptually. I know there are there are a few 17 and a halfs out there now. I'm not convinced they're going to be there for much longer. If you like Nebraska, I'd find one of them and get to the window sooner rather than later. AAC, the American Athletic Conference, has a showdown on Saturday, and we're seeing money coming in on Cincinnati, the Bearcats at Road Chalk as Marshall. That was minus three, then it was minus four. I'm seeing four and a halfs popping up today. Why do the markets not like Marshall as a home dog against Cincinnati? I just think it's Cincinnati love. And there may have been a stop with people thinking about Cincinnati being a very good team when they got rolled in Ohio State 42-0. But, you know, Cincinnati's off a rivalry game. Miami of Ohio, people may not realize if you're not from that area that that is a big rivalry game. And I think that people thought the situation was going to be tough for Cincinnati. Off Ohio State, off Miami of Ohio, and now traveling with UCF on deck. But in a win situation, I, I think the Bearcats move is the right move. I like the Bearcats and think this might even go another half point higher. Yeah, they certainly like Cincinnati with extra time repair. Luke Fickle, as a head coach, has been fairly good when he's had time, like he had this week coming off a bye, to get his team ready uh, for their next opponent. And Marshall's offense did not work against the one good defense they faced when they went to Boise. Red Rocket, Red Rocket, Toledo's taking money against BYU. The Rockets were three, now it's two and a half. 
moving off of that key number, the markets don't like the Cougs here. They got wiped out last week by Washington. You expect more of the same here as they travel for a kind of a weird game. BYU playing in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, you know, this is a game I don't have an opinion on because I think BYU has more talent. But Toledo is so thrilled anytime they get a Power 5 team in. And I'm lumping BYU into the Power 5 group. But again, I've been so impressed with Sataki, what he's done with this BYU team. You know, after a tough Utah game, going to Tennessee, winning in overtime, hosting USC, winning in overtime, losing to Washington at home is no crime. Your two losses are to Utah and Washington, two of the top three or four teams in in the Pac-12. I think BYU's offense has enough to get it done. And I think BYU's defense is going to be very happy to see a Toledo offense that's a good group of five offense. But after, after having seen USC and Washington, it's a step down in class. It is a step down in class. And I, I think the money has come for Toledo. They don't love the spot here for BYU. They think it's an awkward road game for an independent team coming off four straight marquee matchups to open the season. This not a marquee matchup. And the betting market's saying, watch out. BYU might not be as interested as the home dog would be in this game. That's why we've seen the red rocket money coming for the Toledo Rockets. Let's switch fo uh, switch our focus to the NFL and talk about some line movers in the NFL for Sunday. And this one came in pretty fierce this morning. A legitimate steam move. A steam, of course, when you see your screen painted black, all the books move at the same time. That means. The wise guys just unloaded on something. One of the big syndicates went uh, pretty heavy on the Dolphins and Chargers earlier this morning, sending that total up. Chargers, Dolphins total now 44 and a half. What do you make of that move? And what are they seeing in L.A., Miami that makes you think, yeah, this is going to be some points scored in this one? Well, I think there's, there's, they're looking at the Miami's due system. Uh, you know, I uh, just briefly touching on this game, uh, I just tweeted out how NFL teams do off scoring six or fewer points in back-to-back -back games like Miami does. Well, those teams have gone 16 and four, which backs Miami. They've gone 11 and eight and one over under. So I'm just thinking they think that Miami's going to score some points and on the Chargers. I don't agree with the line move, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll say this. The Dolphins' op offense looked ept last week. Not inept. They looked ept. <laughs> you know, uh, they were okay, Josh Rosen. However, the Dolphins' defense is absolutely atrocious. They've quit on the season already. And I can understand why over money is coming just because of that. The question is, can Miami get more than six this week? Markets think it's a bad spot for L.A. There's been lots of money, wise guy money, showing for Tampa. And you can understand why. All right, the Rams coming off two huge games. Saints in uh, that uh, you know, this, uh, NFC Championship rematch, and then Browns on Sunday Night Football. Up next for L.A., they, uh, they have to go to Seattle and San Francisco, two divisional matchups against teams that are off to good starts as well. In between, they've got this Bucks team. The markets are saying, watch out for a letdown. L.A. might not be interested. 
Yeah, you know, we talk about double-digit favorites in the NFL off, and, you know, this got to nine and a half, and, and we're seeing some nines as well. Uh, the Rams' offense is not the same. You know, Gurley doesn't seem to have that same burst. You know, Jared Goff's completing 63%, but he's not passing the ball deep down. You know, Cooper Cup's given him a couple outs, but... Uh, I, you know, I, I lean with the dog and I don't think this will get to 10. And if anything, I think it settles at the nine number and actually comes back down a little more. Yeah. The sharp money, the sharp money is clearly on Tampa this week. Just like we've seen some sharp money for the Oakland Raiders. Colts line isn't holding at seven. Better's very worried about that indie injury report. Darius Leonard, one of several starters who might not play on Sunday. When we come back, big game breakdowns. We're breaking down college and NFL, the biggest marquee matchup. Stay tuned right here on Wake Up. Full-time fantasy. I hate these people who come out after and go, oh, see, you should have done this. Like, I got a lot of that pushback when I said I only take one quarterback in leagues with 16 roster spots. It's easy to say you're wrong after Roethlisberger and Breeze get hurt. It's easy. You're looking at results. I don't like that. Make your opinion known and stand by it. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Brain dance! 
Make it rain. As the Astros or Yankees, I would fear a hot Oakland team or a hot Tampa team more than a Twins team that had it all wrapped up. Give Houston, okay, congratulations. Good luck beating those two teams there. I mean, Oakland's already smacked you here over the last month, and Tampa Bay is afraid of absolutely nobody. You enjoyed that whirlwind hurricane that's coming your way. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000, go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example... If you had an Eagles money line bet in action last night with their 34 to 27 win over the Packers, you could have won up to seven times your stake. That's that pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility. I can't get that right. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Eligibility, Ralph. That's one of the words I seem to be having a problem with. This is a word I don't have a problem with. Big game breakdowns. Let's get right into it for college football. We'll do NFL next. But this segment, all about the big college games this weekend. There's one in the Big Ten worth talking about. It's been a money mover. The money's come for the Gophers. Minnesota, minus one and a half. Total of 55. Big Ten showdown. Gophers at Purdue. Well, the question is, you know, Purdue quarterback uh, Sindelar, who is questionable. It looks like they're going to give it a try. Jake Jack Plummer is back up. I mean, really struggled against TCU. They put up 204 yards, eight first downs, whereas Sindelar led them to 500 yards each of the first two games. You know, on the flip side, you look at the Gophers and you say, wow, they struggled and trailed against South Dakota State. Fresno State, they needed overtime to win. Georgia Southern, they were down 20 to 21 to 20 going into the fourth quarter. So two trains of thoughts. Does this Minnesota team play down to the level of their opponent? Or is this Minnesota team just not very good? Well, I think it's the first. I had Minnesota rated higher on my power ratings preseason. I still have Minnesota rated better. I think it shows a lot of character being able to fight back and win all three of those games. I think Minnesota is a team that now knows how to go on the on the road and win off an overtime win against Fresno. I like the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'm with you 100%. This team is rowing the boat. And the way they were able to respond to adversity in each of their first three games, they haven't had it easy. But they've taken a punch and punched back. And I'm interested in teams very much that demonstrate that ability to punch back after they take a punch, especially in hostile environments. Those are the teams that I want on the road. Minnesota, one of those such teams. It'd be Gophers or Pass for this better as well. We've seen a line move in this one. UCLA taking money. Late night, Pac-12 action. Arizona down to minus 6.5, total of 71 against the Bruins, who gave up nine touchdown passes last week and still won the game. Yeah, you, you, you've given up 1,300 yards your last two games. 
Washington State and Oklahoma, you're allowing 25 first downs to your first four opponents, and two of those, Cincinnati and San Diego State, not offensive world beaters. Uh, I, I just don't think it, playing back-to-back road games like they are off that comeback, I just don't see a way they they can they can be on the same page. Maybe Chip Kelly has it turned around. Maybe the light bulb went on for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. You know, I don't know. But beginning of the season, we worried about Khalil Tate. They didn't let him rush as much. Well, he is their leading rusher again this year, 230-some yards. Uh, they do. They are carrying the ball for 6.6 yards per carry. And if I can get a team that's going to run the ball that well against this UCLA defense, I'm going to back that team. Yeah, some of the coaches that are under fire, uh, I don't agree with. I think Willie Taggart is a good coach. I think Michigan without Harbaugh will be worse than Michigan with Harbaugh. Chip Kelly, he's not a guy who I'm going to defend at this stage of his career. I have no hesitation betting against UCLA laying less than a touchdown. Let's talk some Friday night TV football. There's a doubleheader tonight on the four-letter network. Virginia Tech minus three. Well, mostly two and a halfs out there now. The money has come for Duke today. Total 52 and a half. Blue Devils and Hokies. We've talked about this one a fair bit. Both of us seem to think that Duke is the better of these two teams. Just a quick hitter right here. What do you got for Virginia Tech and Duke? Yeah, I do. I I just can't trust trust this Virginia Tech defense. I thought with 10 returning starters and Bud Foster being back and being injury-riddled unit last year, that experienced unit would bring him back. Not impressed with holding Dominion to three, Old Dominion to 324. Certainly wasn't impressed allowing 430-some yards to BC in the opener. I think Duke's the better team and with the better defense, which is weird to say, but uh, I will back Duke tonight. It doesn't sound that weird to say. Virginia Tech's program is not where it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. That's pretty clear uh, already here in late September. The late game tonight, Cal against Arizona State. We've seen two-way action on this game. The first money towards California, and then now it's come back the other way towards the Sun Devils. Total's been bet up a little. It's a Sun Devil team that hasn't lost a game on the road by more than a touchdown in the Herm Edwards era. They've been competitive in every road game. We already saw them go on the road this year and beat Michigan State in straight-up fashion with a tremendous defensive effort. Cal strengthens on the defense side of the football as well, and the uh, Bears are a team coming off a huge win at Ole Miss in the top 25. Is it letdown time for Cal? What do you think? Bears and the Sun Devils tonight. Well, I think Chase Garbers is turning into a quarterback that that can get Pal past past the hump. We know their defense is going to keep them in a game. Uh, they have a legitimate top fifteen defense in my rankings. But Teddy, this is as simple as this. I was wrong on Arizona State two weeks ago. I was wrong on Arizona State last week. So I like Cal this week. So maybe our our listeners should bet Arizona State. <laughs> and it's and that's exactly the way to look at some of this stuff. All right. When you're trying to come up with opinions and you're trying to break down these games, you're like, well, I was wrong about them last week and I was wrong about them the week before. Those aren't games that I'm going to bet. <laughs> you know, uh, you want to be betting on the teams where you have good reads on, not bad reads on. Ralph's like, I don't got a good read on this team. It's a game I'm not going to play. I will say this. I think both Cal and Arizona State offer bet on potential. Not a game that I'm going to get involved with tonight. But from a spot standpoint, Cal coming off the big win. Arizona State coming off the bad loss. Maybe you lean towards the dog 
in this one. Let's talk about a couple of big spread games that are going to be on national TV tomorrow. Iowa laying 23 and a half, total of 52 against Middle Tennessee State. We saw the Blue Raiders get annihilated by Duke, but we also saw them hang tough in Ann Arbor against the Wolverines. What do they do here? And does Iowa care enough to cover this point spread? Well, who has Michigan uh, blown out? So that that game to me, I look at Middle Tennessee's other games and go, hey, listen, you had to replace a four-year starter and quarterback. He was the coach's son. There's a lot of changes in the offense. And, you know, people continue to think of Iowa as this stodgy team that that can pull a couple upsets and play well at home. Well, Iowa's gone 16-5, and 76% as a favorite. They've also been a good double-digit favorite. Uh, yes, they have Michigan on deck, but, you know, Kirk Ferentz doesn't, won't allow them to look past anyone. I think Iowa wins and covers this game. Yeah, I mean, the Hawkeyes... Coming off of Iowa State, their rivalry game with Michigan on deck, they had a bye in between. That's probably a good thing, if you like, the Hawkeyes. Alabama, we haven't talked the Alabama game all week. And it feels like there's more betting interest in Alabama than any other college football team. Ralph, you and I both know, we don't get involved in a lot of Alabama games. They're priced. It's not like you're finding bargains on Alabama. And it's not like you're really interested in stepping in front of Alabama. Alabama laying 37 and a half, total 61 and a half against Ole Miss. And I know this is not a role that Nick Saban has been particularly good in. Well, you look at him this year. You know, New Mexico State at home. That game goes down to the last score to see if they cover or not. South Carolina. South Carolina scores with two seconds to go after a penalty on Bama to give the Gamecocks a first down. The Gamecocks cover by a score. Southern Miss. That game, Alabama actually punches in a late touchdown to score. So, you know, you're talking big numbers, and all three of these have come down to the last drive to if they've covered or not. Bama is in a role, though, laying 35 or more where Nick Saban is just 7-17 and 17 against the spread. Uh, you know, I expect them. You're, you're playing your SEC teams every year. Yeah, you can beat them handily, but you do you really want to embarrass them? I mean, a 30-point win is enough, and you have A&M on deck. Utah, minus 6, total of 57 against Washington State. Here's some late-night Pac-12 action. And the Utes and the Cougs both coming off very disappointing losses. And I don't know which one was more disappointing. Utah really was looking at that. They haven't won at USC. And they wanted to take control of that division. Didn't happen. Washington State was up 32 at home in the second half against the bottom feeder. And let that one get away. Who bounces back here? Utes or Cougs on Saturday night? Kenny, I'm going to give you a system that says fade the Utes. But then I'm going to go and actually say I lean with the Utes today. Top 13 AP teams that lost on the road and now they're a home favorite. Three of them lost this week. Michigan, Utah, and Notre Dame. They all lost on the road. They're all home favorites this week. Those teams have gone 12-36 and 36 against the spread, only 25%. So I think a lot of times people think, well, these are AP top teams. They're going to bounce back, but they haven't. But in this case, I do like Utah. USC switched to the air raid offense under Graham Harrell as the OC. Now they see that same offense back-to-back -back games, 
and Washington State doesn't have the size for those 50-50 balls like the U.S. receivers did this past week. So you like the Utes minus, even though it goes against a 12 and 36 angles. Ralph is always singing, angles, just a piece of the equation. A handicap is a broader picture. We'll try to give you a broader picture on the NFL when Wager Talk continues right here on the Sports Grid Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. It's time to take a deep dive into the NFL. Obviously, a loaded Sunday slate this week. We'll get into the games in just a minute. But first, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. Make sure you're following Ralph on Twitter at CalSportsLV. Make sure you're following at SportsGrid on Twitter. You can get access to all 
of these shows. Notice when we go on air. And of course, download the Sports Grid app, Grid app to your device. And you can get all this fine content on demand on your schedule. Get the app. Make sure you follow at SportsGrid on Twitter. Ralph, loaded NFL slate this weekend. The first buys this weekend. We only have 15 games instead of 16. There'll be more moving forward week by week over the next month to six weeks. That's the heart of the NFL buy season. But we have 15 games. We're not going to get through all of them today. We've gone through most of them throughout the course of the week. I'm going to highlight today the biggest games and the marquee matchups. So start with certainly some late games. Seattle, minus five, total of 48 at Arizona. Seahawks are trending over. Uh, six and one of the over their last seven overall. Five and oh to the over in their last five. This is a team that's been converting in the red zone. 89% touchdown percentage in the red zone. Best in the NFL. Arizona, not so much. The Cardinals. 30th in the league in red zone conversion rate, just 36% of the time, 4 of 11 in the red zone at punching in touchdowns. Series history here says this has been tight, competitive games. Seattle hasn't won by margin in Arizona very often over the last half decade, even in the Pete Carroll era. They have a take on Seahawks and Cardinals. Well, you look at last year's game and it was 2017, but Seattle was also coming off a home win against Dallas and they had a home game against the Rams on deck. I have no problems backing the Seahawks team off a loss. They're 14 and five against the spread off a home loss. We look at quarterbacks and we look at home road dichotomy. I mean, Jared Goff to me pops off as the biggest home road dichotomy, but last year, at home, Russell Wilson, 60% completions. Last year on the road, Russell Wilson, 69% completions. Oh, yeah, this year on the road at Pittsburgh, 425 yards, 25 first downs. My preseason numbers had Seattle as a seven and a half point favorite. Nothing changes for me here except Seattle's a little fired up off a loss. Uh, I will back Seattle in this spot. How about you, Teddy? Yeah, be Seahawks or pass for me. It's a, I, I do not want Arizona as a home dog. And I love the stat you brought with Seattle off a loss. The locker room quotes from the Seahawks after last week was a team that was frustrated they didn't play well. And they appear to be looking forward to this matchup very much with you. Seahawks or pass for this better. You know, talk about home road dichotomy. We have to mention the Minnesota Vikings, one of the best, the best, let's change that, the best home favorite in football over the last four years. But on the road the last couple of years, just two and eight as a road dog. They're facing the Bears, whose offense finally got it going. But that be it against the Washington Redskins, a massive NAC North battle. The Bears, a two-point favorite. A total of 38. Yeah, especially with Green Bay losing last night, this game becomes even more important. Winner will be tied for first place in a division where nobody's lost more than one game. It's a huge deal. And, of course, Chicago swept Minnesota last year. They won Week 17 in Minnesota to keep the Vikings out of the playoffs. This is a game that I'm confident the Vikings are paying a lot of attention to. Uh, they probably spent a lot of attention in the offseason thinking about this particular matchup. Of course, uh, it's a Bears team that historically, for the last decade plus, they haven't had much of a home field edge at all at Soldier Field. One of the weakest home fields in the NFL. Last year under Nagy was a different story. They went 6-2 and two against the number at home, and they enjoyed 
a home field edge. They beat Minnesota and covered Minnesota at home. They swept the season series a year ago. The Vikings defense, I mean, the last 20 series, 12 punts, five takeaways. <laughs> you know, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, that's uh, getting the job done in that regard. But we talk about the Chicago offense against that D. The Bears have scored touchdowns on four of 32 possessions. That's 12%. That's 30th in the NFL. But the Bears' defense is allowed a touchdown on just four of 32 possessions. Also, just 12%. This one feels to me, uh, you can, feels like something of a low-scoring defensive scrum. It really does. But you ask me who can make the big plays, I would be surprised if your Steph Diggs and Adam Thielen come to life this week. They've both been pretty quiet so far this season. Might be an opportunity for Mike Zimmer and company to get those two guys going with some aggressive play calling downfield for Kirk Cousins. This next game, is it the worst of two evils? The Denver Broncos 0-3 as a favorite? Or Jacksonville with Gardner Minshew? Well, yeah, they are 1-1 one one with Minshew starting, but only 281 yards at Houston, only 292 yards at Tennessee. Take it away, Denver minus 3.5 a total of 38.5. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are a clear wise guy choice this week. Um, this is their, I mean, it's whatever. Their season was last week. You know, the 0-2 team is supposed to be the desperate team. The 0-3 team returning home against a beatable foe is the desperate team. And the markets are reflecting that here. You know, this is, I mean, at 0-4, the Broncos can mail it in and Flacco might sit. Who knows what they'll do uh, if they lose this game. So there's certainly market support. Uh, in this point spread range at three, you know, that pushed it up uh, to three and a half. But, I mean, it's a Broncos team. They've trailed for 90% of their offensive snaps. Only the Dolphins are worse. Um, first team in league history to not have a single sack or a single takeaway in the first three games of the season. They're 10-1 to the under, their last 11, Denver is. And the only over came last week, and it barely snuck over there. But that being said, I mean, Gardner Minshew's been fun. Gardner Minshew's played in the altitude. He went and played in Colorado. He guided the team to a win in Colorado at Wazoo last year. Um, I've been impressed with him. And from a defensive standpoint right now, Jags defense making plays. Denver's defense doesn't or hasn't. I'm not going to lay with Denver. I'll tell you that much. I understand the spot, and the spot's really strong for the Broncos. So I don't think I get to Jacksonville. But if you ask me to lay a field goal with Denver, more than a field goal, I don't trust that team to beat a good defensive foe by margin. Well, the Dallas Cowboys have just done everything right. Of course, the Giants, Washington, and Miami has been their competition. Hence, an average win of 17 points per game. Hence, an average of plus 145 yards per game. On the flip side, Bridgewater goes into Seattle, gets a win for the Saints. But... An early special teams touchdown gave him a lead. They scored again. He was able to play with the lead the entire game. Can he lead the Saints to a win if they get behind early against the Dallas Cowboys? So this is a fascinating game. It really is. Uh, it's worth taking a minute or two to talk about because there are, I think, pretty strong cases you can make against New Orleans, but I think there are cases you can make for the Saints as well, I'll tell you my opinion at the end. Let's start with this, okay? Every stat that you see for Dallas, they had these incredible-looking statistics early on, on both sides of the football. They played the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. They haven't played anyone yet. 
So what do we do? Do we downgrade Dallas off that? We can't downgrade Dallas. All you can do is play the teams on your schedule. <clears throat> do we upgrade Dallas off that? No, we don't upgrade them off of that because they played the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins and did exactly what they were supposed to do. The jury's still out a little bit on how good Dallas is. I happen to think they're really good on both sides of the football. But the markets aren't willing to give Dallas full respect until they actually beat somebody. And when you play patsy, 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 and then you step up in class on the road and you're laying points, you say, well, where's the value in that? And you can make that case pretty strong that value is not, this is not a value bet on the Cowboys, even off of three. And the lines move down uh, to two and a half. That being said, you nailed it when you talked about Teddy Bridgewater being able to play with the lead last week. Teddy Bridgewater is not Drew Brees. And this Saints offense that is spectacular with Brees at home, it's not that same offense here. Oh, and by the way, Dallas plays really good defense. So if the Cowboys get off to a lead and Bridgewater has to make plays, I want no part of New Orleans in this ballgame. But if the Cowboys come out and it's a little bit of a step up in class and maybe they're struggling early on, in game, might be time to take a look at New Orleans as opposed to Dallas in this one. But pregame, even given everything that's happened, it would be Cowboys or pass for me. Um, uh, I do think that Dallas is the better of these two teams. I'm not getting the right price to do it, you know, so I'm not getting involved yet, but maybe we will before kickoff. We'll have to see what the market does. At two and a half, I can only look towards Dallas. Well, the Giants are a favorite. That must mean they're playing the Redskins. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are playing the Redskins. Minus two and a half, 49. You know, one thing I want to mention is, you know, all the new quarterbacks did very well first start. Second start. NFL defensive coordinators now have film on that. And we talked numerous times in the offseason, two running backs can move the line in our, in our estimation, Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Is the Giants the right line at two and a half with a total of 49 against the Washington Redskins? And we've seen Giants money so far today. It's back to three at a lot of locations. Might even, I don't think it's going to get any higher, but the two and a half rapidly disappearing. If you like the G-Man, I'd find one very quickly and get down now because the markets are moving on this ballgame. That being said, I do not trust the Giants to lay points with the Giants. Yes, the scoreboard says they won last week. We all saw what happened. The Giants defense was a sieve throughout that game. After Daniel Jones scored the game-winning touchdown, Tampa marched down the field. They were too close for the field goal. So close, Bruce Arians took a delay-of-game penalty uh, for five and pushed it back five yards. ended up being the difference between making the field goal and missing it. But the Giants' defense did not hold that lead. The Giants' defense, I don't think, is capable of holding leads. That's a big concern for me anytime I'm laying points, especially when I'm laying a field goal or more. Don't trust this defense. Number 30th. Number 30 out of 32 NFL teams in yardage allowed per possession. Of course, the Redskins are number 31 on that list. Washington's defense, every bit as bad as the Giants. I'm not surprised at all that this total has seen a bunch of over money. Unfortunately, it's a little bit too much over money. If you missed it, you probably uh, missed that particular wager. But it sure feels like a game that has the potential for a legitimate shootout. No surprise. Daniel Jones has another good game against the defense that he can exploit. It is week number four in the NFL, and there is an NFL team averaging 512 yards per game, 
29 first downs per game. And, you know, you and I both know the answer and laugh at it. It's not because Lamar Jackson is the greatest quarterback in the NFL. It's because Baltimore played Miami, Arizona, and the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Now they're playing their best defense so far year to date. The line six and a half and 45. Can the Browns recover off that Rams game? So, I mean, the Ravens have scored on 68% of their possessions this year. 19 uh, scores on 28 possessions. The Browns just 27% scoring, just 10 of their 37 possessions. Uh, Only the Dolphins and Jets have been worse. From a value standpoint, I think this number is a little bit ridiculous. I am not a Baltimore believer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not a Lamar Jackson believer. Uh, And, you know, when you talk about the first real defense they're facing all year, that's coming this week against Cleveland, and Cleveland is battle-tested. So there's many concerns here I have about Baltimore laying the points. The problem I have with the Browns is we've seen Baker Mayfield struggle against good defenses. Ravens have given up lots of yards. I still think they're a pretty good defense, and they can confuse a young quarterback who's been making mistakes every week so far this season. Fascinating game. Cleveland plus the only way I could look. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. 
WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. At the window. Tom Brady against the Buffalo Bills. 30 and 3. Yeah, that, that's correct. 30 and 3. Now, a lot of those Buffalo Bills teams weren't that competitive. However, 30 and 3 is just mind boggling. Yet the Dolphins have squeaked out 11 victories against Tom Brady. He's dominated the Buffalo Bills. Watch live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on Sumo TV, channel 719. We're here in the home stretch of Wager Talk on a football Friday. And this time we like to give you, we call pros versus Joe. And all this is is my take. Ralph didn't even do it. My take. Where the sharp money's come, what the pros are betting in the NFL or have already bet, and what the Joes are betting in the NFL. The public wins sometimes. The wise guys lose plenty of times. But I know that people are interested in this type of info. And, of course, I tweeted out all weekend at Tenny underscore covers. You can find pros versus Joes info there. Ralph tweets out uh, trends and angles all weekend long. We're good follows at Cal Sports LV. I encourage you, if you haven't done so already, Give us a follow. That being said, let's start with the pros. And the pros have bet a fair bit in the NFL this week. Five games they've legitimately bet. The Redskins is a pro choice. They don't want to lay a price with the Giants. We talked about the Giants defense a moment ago. We're seeing the pros lay with the Bucks. I'm oh, sorry, take the points with the Bucks. Nobody likes LA in this spot among wise guys, talking about who they just played and who they have to play next. So Redskins, Bucks, the Vikings have been a popular choice among professional betters so far this week. That line opened three. It's not even close to three anymore. The Broncos, we talked about the spot for Denver being a popular choice for wise guys this week. Nobody likes that spot for Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars among professional betters. And the Saints have taken some wise guy money based on Dallas's misleading stats because New Orleans is, uh, because the Cowboys have faced nothing but weakling so far. So Redskins, Bucks, Vikings, Broncos, Saints, all wise guy choices this week. The pros? Now, what about the Joes? You know who the Joes like. They like who looked good last week. Who looked good last week? The Chiefs looked good last week. The Patriots looked good last week. The Giants looked good last week. They also like Seattle. That's because Arizona looked bad last week. So, Joes, on the usual choices, KC, New England, the Giants, and the Seahawks. Ralph, you had a question for me. Real quick before we well, go. Well, it's not a question. It was just something to add to your Broncos. You know, you talked about the Broncos being 0-3 as a home favorite. Since 2010, there have only been four teams in week four to be winless and be a home favorite. They've gone 2-2 two and two against the spread. We have the Broncos and the Steelers this week. 2-2 two two against the number. That's not enough to bet on or against. But hopefully we even you enough info to make some good decisions this weekend. Thanks so much for watching. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the games. Good luck. We'll be back here with Wager Talk on Monday, breaking it all down for Monday Night Football. Don't touch that dial.